What's good, salad people? Uh, Trent here, back again, same time, same place, ready to hang, excited to be talking with all of you again. How you doing? It's always good to be hanging out on your phone. Always nice to be listened to. Um, life is good here at the Salad Studios. I say studios loosely because, as you know, we're all in our own bedrooms, but it's good. Things are going well, and we're excited to be recording here. Once again, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. I've got the blinds positioned just so that the sun doesn't blind me, but still illuminates my bedroom. It's quite lovely. Uh, how are you doing, Cole? How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing well, man. Uh, you kind of nailed it on the head when you said beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, Arizona just hit that time, or at least that week that we get, that special week where like the temperatures are perfect, and so you can actually go outside and it's yeah. not triple digits, but it's not cold. So it's great. That was this week. It'll probably go back up, you know, but oh well. <laughs> That is good. You are forgetting the fact that there was a tornado in Arizona last week. <laughs> oh my god. Monsoon season is crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely bonkers, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it is not uh, sunny and warm here in Portland, where I'm recording from. <laughs> it is I can imagine. overcast and I'd say about 50 degrees. Um, Ooh, so yeah, that's like where cool. we're hanging at right there. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. We're uh, almost say, October here, so you know, that's uh, yeah. that's where we're at. <laughs> it uh, it was kind of cloudy here in LA too yesterday. I walked, uh, I took a walk downtown uh, to Donut Friend. Shout out Donut Friend if you're listening out there. Mm, Great donuts. Donut friend, yeah, but it started raining when I was walking back, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> kind of like dipping and dodging through like uh through the rain all the way back to my apartment (laughs) (laughs) anyway we're not here to talk about donut friend as much as i do love them we are here to talk about some bite-sized steaks Woo! and uh i think uh we had some fun with it last week we're gonna have some fun with it again so buckle in grab some popcorn grab some salad grab some croutons uh, make a popcorn salad and uh, settle in for uh, for some great ads. We've got four on deck for all of you listening today. Uh-huh. We've got some highs. We've got uh-huh. we've got a big low. <laughs> We're not talking about big low. And then um, we've got uh, some nice in between, some nice feel good stories for you. So We're gonna dive in here with the uh, with the sad one. Just get that out of the way because <laughs> uh, we are good vibes mostly here at Salad. <laughs> Um, this comes to us from ad agency engine, which I believe is a European based agency and their client born free foundation. Um, now this is an animated online film. It's two minutes long and you know how we feel about length. It really (laughs) depends on the the situation. Whoever laughed, LOL. (laughs) I think that was Zach or Cole. It was cool. It's funny. Cole, Cole, you caught me saying it's innuendo, my friend. Um, <laughs> so, Engine, Animators, Zombie Studio, Production House, Blink, Inc. And uh, I almost read that as Bleen Kink. But um, they, <laughs> we're just off Bleen to a great King. start today. Um, Blink. Yeah. Um, they partnered the Born Free Foundation um, and tell the story of a lion cub that is grown in captivity. Um, the song is set to the track Born Free by Matt Monroe, so you can always already tell it's going to get sad. Um, but you essentially see this lion cub being raised in captivity by a female keeper in South Africa. Um, and you see the lion grow up. It kind of mirrors the Lion King 
in, in a certain way too. It, there's a point where it's standing on a rock that kind of looks like pride rock. And, um, it, it, um, you know, it grows up, it seems happy. And then you see the lion sees the person that bred it and raised it again. And you're like, Oh, this is such a happy moment. And it switches the first person view, which I mean, fuck them for switching to first person view. Cause that's a, <laughs> Zach will dive into it more. I'm sure. But that's a total way to fuck with the viewer to make them really just empathize the situation and makes you focus in on something. And then that can be so quickly taken away because you're not focusing on what's around you. You're just focusing on that tunnel vision. And that's what they did because you see the first person view of the lion running towards its breeder all happy. And then it gets shot and killed um, <laughs> by a hunter. Um, and it's not so much a conversation on hunting and big game hunting as it is a conversation on the hidden issue of captivity and canned trophy hunting. Um, where you think that um, animals and bred in captivity are kept safe, kept healthy, kept there for purposes of rebreeding and regrowing a population. But in actuality, there's issues in South Africa, even though it's illegal, of what they call canned trophy hunting, where lions are raised in captivity purely for the purpose of being grown and then being shot at a relatively close distance for an easy hunt. Um, and so it makes you kind of question like for tourism, like make sure that selfie you're taking with your lion cub isn't going towards a bad cause. So it's a great, great film. Uh, it really makes me feel something. Two minutes long. Zach, you've got a minute on the clock, give or take. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? What's your what's your bite size take? Let's dig into this. Um, first of all, I really like that they used animation as opposed to like live action or something. I think that like heartwarming uh interpretation really helps build up the the spot throughout before they get to the ending yeah disney, um, and also i, I just love really the take a note with that one i was gonna say <laughs> i just love the contrast of like the live action lion king comes out and someone makes an animated lion spot i just i loved that and i thought it, it was a perfect response and i you know the timing was great and that was one of the things about this that i really liked um from a storytelling standpoint it was two minutes but to me it didn't seem that long no, like no, i no. i didn't lose interest throughout you know um i actually was very enveloped in the story the entire time uh and it does a good job of of really building up this lion you know because you're watching him get raised uh in a seemingly uh welcoming home nothing looks out of place you know the breeders or the keeper whichever you want to yeah. call them uh is treating them well uh, you know, they have food, they have water, they're being played with, uh, they create this wonderful bond, uh, and then they get released and set free. Um, and then we get to that final scene, which Trent mentioned, where it switches to first person view, and you see the, uh, the lion running towards the breeder again before getting shot. And what really brought this home for me was, you're watching the lion, or you're, you are basically the lion in the first person view at the end, uh, having just been shot, look up at the breeder, uh, oh, or God, keeper, eyes closed. Um, and the hunter the oh. hunter comes into view and like pretty much the lion's last breaths are watching the hunter pay the keeper for like standing out there to draw the lion close and it was like the saddest moment is like you just see this poor lion and you're in this first person point of view watching the person who raised you take money for your life uh -uh. and it was just uh uh, it left me, you know, in shambles a little bit. And I thought it was a, a very powerful uh, spot that, that highlighted this issue. So I really liked it. Yeah, cool. That was over a minute. but 
Sorry. It's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna retroactively fix it. So the next one you have thirty seconds. I hope I hope you can oh, do sweet. it. Sweet. The copywriter oh, okay. skills are gonna have to come out. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Cole, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a good um it was a really good spot, and I think it really captures the emotions there. I mean, like Zach was saying, with like the and you were saying with like the first person viewpoint, the you know it really kind of like goes through the life of the lion and it builds i mean most of the ad is building this relationship between the lion and the keeper as being a seemingly a positive one you know the lion's super happy growing up and stuff um but you kind of you know see signs that maybe this isn't right you know because you know she kind of like teaches the lion to like take pictures with people and not to you know to kind of like go up to people and that ends up being what you know kills the lion in the end because he ends up running up to the to the breeder Mm -hmm. at the end and then the whole time too um they have the song born free playing so it's pretty ironic the whole time the (laughs) that song is playing but um you know the lion is clearly not free um he's not in his Mm -hmm. natural habitat or with any other any other friendly lions and so uh i think i think this spot also it uh the reason it's animated i think makes it you just identify that much more with the lion um you know some an animal that you don't usually think of as being as cute and cuddly maybe but they definitely made you empathize with him quite a bit um so i think it does a really good job of of getting the message out there um you know it's kind of a a niche cause you know something that i think not a lot of people know about um but i think this will definitely help uh it to get on more people's radar and you know think twice maybe next time they uh take a picture of the lion yeah i think um so this all ladders up to a petition um that born free foundation is trying to get people to sign um to quote end the betrayal um i think they're trying to get more legal action and social action around this illegal practice that's happening I'm trying to institute change that way um but it is a great point i think that both of you brought up um I think the standard person doesn't even know that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, from a, this is probably as much at tourists as it is at locals. And I think, again, like calling people out uh, from that Instagram mindset of just trying to get a photo and trying to have a cute moment and all that. Um, I mean, sometimes that can actually, you know, have some shitty consequences too. And it just, again think preaches the importance of, of researching and i think the ad does a good job of making you think one thing and switching it so that you really are focused in that moment and absorb that message um so well done well done by them and and uh, hopefully it can affect some positive change um moving on to a little bit more of a positive ad uh, we're going to talk about death <laughs> <laughs> and the importance of being death positive um <laughs> So uh, agency uh, Brokaw, not Tom Brokaw, but agency Brokaw. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a bird. Sounds like Brokaw or like a very tiny person with a high-pitched voice saying fuck off. But <laughs> it's one of the two. Um, <laughs> um, they are out of Cleveland. Um and uh, they have a client called Lakeview Cemetery. Uh, it's been traditionally known as like a cemetery for like the upper elite. They had President James Garfield bar- buried there. John D. Rockefeller was buried there. Um, 
lot of famous people, but they're trying to show themselves as not only an eternal home to the upper crust of society, but to all of society. And um, bless their hearts, they say that advertising is a key part of that strategy. So shout out to the funeral home, shout out to the cemetery. There are good clients out there that get the benefit of advertising and changing your brand perceptions. Um, I never would have thought we'd see it in the cemetery, but here we are. So they have giant billboards um, that they do and the agency's doing copywriting for, um, as well as some art direction. And there's just some great headlines here. I'm gonna read them out to you because they list a couple. Think rush hour lasts an eternity? You don't know the half of it. Um, All things must come to an end, even traffic jams. (laughs) My my personal favorite, happy 4th of July. We're thrilled to celebrate a birthday for once. (laughs) Two more for you here. Consider us the Cooperstown of Cleveland burials. And finally, there are no conditions for joining us. Just, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, this is like center of downtown, right in the city's busiest intersection, uh, some great digital ads. And they do other stuff that is kind of adaptive to time of day, traffic conditions, whether there's a Cleveland Indians game playing pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Zach, you got 30 seconds plus maybe 30, give or take, uh, and dive in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We talk a lot in advertising about tension, about finding tension in your ads to create uh, a reaction from the viewers. And I think this is a very great representation of that concept, of that tool. Um, The tension being we're talking about death, uh, but making you kind of laugh about it. You know, the lines are funny. Um, The idea behind them is great. And it really it really shines because you flip the light or you flip the expectation of, of how we should view death and how we should think, think about death and a cemetery uh, and really makes you kind of enjoy the cemetery, you know, like enjoy their brand, enjoy what they stand for. And they are in essence, a place where people just go to die (laughs) or have died and go to live the rest of their lives. So uh, I really like how they played with tension here. Uh, I think it's a, a great campaign for that reason. And and the lines are just are perfect. So yeah, there, I tried to keep That's it good. Short. I don't know. Maybe one day, maybe one day you'll get it, get it right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hot wow. takes, hot takes. Okay. Plates. The only way we know how to do it there. And spice today, Zach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what do you got for us? Today. Um, I think it's great because I think it takes advantage of the space. And um, I mean, I think like you said about the tension, Zach, it, you know, when you're already talking about death, you, you kind of have that baked in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a great opportunity to kind of play around and, and do something fun with it. Um, so I think that's great. Um, I think it's, it's awesome to see obviously some like local advertising doing something a little bit, um, you know, more exciting. I, I feel like it's kind of, fun after our uh knockoff not knockoff iphone spot but the um billboard ads that we saw last week um mm-hmm. talking about refurbished iphones and so i think i think it's kind of a cool example of what smaller brands and maybe lesser known companies can do to get attention um and i think that's a really good opportunity um that they took advantage of 
<laughs> you're already talking about might as well throw in some deadly <laughs> advertising um killer concept for sure oh, um, and hopefully that agency wasn't having to work the graveyard shift to get those lines out Ayo. <laughs> all right <laughs> there you go it, admittedly though it would, wouldn't it be funny to see a cemetery that was like would be offering to like off you or something Wait, like what? that or is that too bad? <laughs> Like, I mean, are you tired of the wait? Well, let's kill you. you only have one condition to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't go over well. It's too on the nose. Is... <laughs> you you good? It would be that would be all in the nuance. Yeah. but I think I, I I mean to your point, I think this in a sense does that too, and that's another thing that I was kind of getting at is it's the nuance of walking the line between too far and just enough and if you can find that line in any campaign it's going to be successful and if you cross that line you're going to have issues yeah you got to be more uh, exactly i guess that is than uh yeah takashi six nine (laughs) (laughs) learn how to walk it don't cross it i think that's a good general (laughs) statement i mean yeah you know Trying to cash had some problems, but may he rest in peace. Um, okay, moving into another interesting concept of turning something on its head. Let's talk about weed. I mean, sorry, not weed. Let's talk about stevia. <laughs> um, you may be wondering how I mixed them up, but that's what stevia does in their new campaign. Uh, it's done by or Humanot. I'm not sure how to quite pronounce that, but it's H-U-N-A-N-A-U-T. I think it's Humanot. N-A-U-T. Probably makes sense, like the Argonauts, the Humanots. Um, mm-hmm. but I just like the idea of human no, like you're like, no, human <laughs> juggernaut. Hey, juggernaut, shout out to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> gonna throw it way back. <laughs> wow, um, yeah, there you go. But, um, so Splenda took a very playful, interesting, unique, funny approach for a new campaign for Stevia, where, um, essentially. There's a voiceover talking about how it's this great, great little sugar substitute that comes from plants. And then it gets cut off by the person on screen. They're like, wait, it comes from a plant? Like anyone can grow this. Like, do you guys know if you say that, people just start growing it? And they're like, the narrator can say, like, well, you could grow it. And the narrator keeps trying to talk about how you could grow it. You could do this. You could do that. But it's like, might as well get it from like Splenda. Um, but then that narrator keeps getting interrupted by other people who are talking about like, hey, I'm going to one up this big brand. I'm going to grow it myself. <laughs> and it's a lot of like playful imagery with like, there's like a grow house in a basement that's actually stevia, not weed. And there's a bunch of different people talking about winning one on the big company. And it's kind of, it, it is pretty funny. I think the articles we've read about it have hyped it up maybe more than I necessarily thought it should be hyped up, but it is very funny and very well done. Uh, the tagline with the campaign is, the su- it's the sweetest thing we could grow. And I think it's a very nice self-aware campaign, which I am a big mm-hmm. fan of self-awareness. I think it's very humanizing for a brand. But Zach, what do you think? Um, That was a great explanation of it, Trent. I think you're right. It is a very self-aware brand. The line, the sweetest thing you could grow is is right on point. Um, What I like about this the most, though, and I think this is something that happened in the strategy department and the the strategy department did really well, is 
I'm sure after looking at this, the the brief was discussing the fact that they need to highlight that stevia is real. It's a real plant. Um, it's not just some lab grown fake, you know, mm-hmm. synthetic sugar. It's a it's a real thing. And they they turned that insight, they turned that objective into a really fun campaign. Uh, playing up the the weed references and what if you could grow it in your basement or I'm growing it in my backyard and all that stuff is um, is on trend and I think it's a it's a nice uh, avenue to go down especially now with the current climate uh, surrounding marijuana um, and so I think that it was a great insight it was a great execution however like you said it. I didn't find it like hilarious and a lot of people seem to paint it as hilarious. And I thought it was really fun and amusing, but it didn't have me like laughing out loud. Hilarious. <laughs> it was high hilarious. High hilarious. <laughs> maybe they were, maybe they were using um, the the plant that this ad references when they're writing True. this article. Stevia. Maybe. I don't know. Were they drinking coffee? Drinking that Stevia. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll give my uh, my cold take here um, on the ad. I actually um, I enjoyed it. It wasn't uh, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny for me. Um, like maybe the article had hyped it up to be <laughs> as we talked about. But um, I really did. I still enjoyed the ad. I'm not a huge fan of sweeteners uh, in general. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, sugar is sugar. Um, but, you know, I guess stevia, you can also grow it. So that's kind of a cool thing, too. Um, but basically, um, I, I just like this because I felt like it was a really outside of the box concept, um, for selling a sweetener, you know, um, when you think you don't really think of funny ads, you usually think of, I I don't know, I, I just see in my head, you know, someone like pouring Splenda into like some coffee or something like that. And I just think of, oh, that's like a Splenda ad, but this kind of, turns the whole thing on its head and goes a completely different direction, I think, that you wouldn't really think of, um, while highlighting, like you were saying, Zach, the the fact that it is natural and it, it does make it feel more more real then um, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's good with the mission. But, yeah, I, I also kind of agree. I mean, it's not like a laugh out loud. There, there's a, those are, there are two good points both of you brought up that I hadn't really considered to the point of the strategy behind it. Um, positioning it as like making it pretty on the nose that it's a natural thing i think it's good and then like because i'm gonna be honest i still think of like artificial sweeteners and even if it's technically a plant and it's not artificial you know any sugar alternative i still think of those as being like unhealthy for you or i just think of it as fake sugar like that's in my head stevia was fake sugar and i think that's what they're trying to get at exactly yeah this as an alternative to sugar on par with it and i think Mm -hmm. that that's an interesting subtle little switch that they do that i hadn't really thought about and like me not having necessarily a huge brand positive perception like i definitely like this brand more than i did before i watched the ad and i'm not sure what the metric they're trying to to track here is what their objective was with the campaign but if they're trying to encourage trial and increase positive brand image i think they did a very good job for it because i am certainly more willing to give it a shot because i think the brand is cool now and i'm like into it you know um and, and it's natural that it was same yeah. and oh go ahead Cole. and actually and what i was thinking do they even say sugar in the ad um i think they just they refer to it as a sweetener yeah at the beginning so i mean it's kind of interesting too 
positioning it not not as a sugar alternative it feels more like its own product you know it's not i mean obviously it's an artificial sweet or not an artificial sweetener a sweetener but um you know just kind of positioning yeah. it not as an alternative to sugar yeah that is a, it's a really good point sugar is hard to compete with sugar yeah. is hard to compete yeah, with sugar high. <laughs> um <laughs> Also, another scene I just want to call out before we move on to the next ad, because it made me laugh out loud. I kind of forgot about it until now. There's one point where this guy's like, I'm going to grow it and take it in a bag to my coffee shop. And it's like, it's him at a diner counter, just opening up this sketchy brown bag of like plant-based stevia right in front of a cop. And then the cop looks at him and looks at the camera. He's like, no, you shouldn't. (laughs) 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 uh, Classic. Is good. I, I feel like we all like this ad. Yeah, the more that's the thing. It, 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 it grows <laughs> on you. Well, and like to that <laughs> point, when I first saw it yesterday or sometime this week, I was like, meh, and I just kind of brushed it off. But after watching it again today, thinking about the strategy and the insight and rewatching some of the scenes, it definitely has grown on me a lot. So it gets better with age. Yeah, just like a fine... Stevia infused coffee <laughs> sitting out on the counter. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I think it's just a great point of any product can be an interesting product if you find a way to tie strategy with a funny execution. And I think this took some braveness from the client too. I just want to call out, like, oh yeah, again. The, the you can't underestimate the importance of a client that's willing to be self-aware in its advertising because it takes something that people don't care about and makes them care about it typically through appreciating the humor of the brand because if the brand can say hey this is something that we get it it's not the most exciting thing but hey this is what we think about it and if it makes you laugh it just it's going to get people on your side um i mean and it's so funny because it's like the whole basis of all of these ads is that stevia is yeah beautiful. talk I mean, about tension again like the, mm-hmm. the joke exactly right yeah exactly tension again and the fact that splenda was able to take a you know go out wow. on a leaf <laughs> and uh all right boy i see you go out you know, on a uh, leaf. <laughs> do something like this yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this really yeah. stems from a, a greater conversation. Of, all right, I'm stopping. <laughs> if you're still listening, um, thank you. Yeah, if we have any listeners <laughs> remaining. Um, after this horrible display. Um, let's move on to our final ad of the week. Um, we're going to talk about Muppets and Facebook Portal. Um, that's how desperate Facebook is. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, Are you though? The, the video calling device has suddenly turned into a very competitive category. What with Google having its Nest Hub um, anomaly, or not anomaly. Anomaly is the one that made this ad. Uh, Amazon having their Alexa video calling Facebook having theirs too. Facebook's had it out for a year now, and while they haven't disclosed on sales numbers, it's supposedly not going super hot. Um, so they've turned to Anomaly to, um, as AdAge calls it, bring in the big guns um, by doing a spot with the Muppets. And Kermit essentially um, 
sends all of the Muppets who are now separated across the world doing different things, a, um, a Facebook portal device so that they can all talk, whether it's through the portal, the portal mini or the portal TV, it shows across uh, all three products and they get to reconnect and have conversations. And it's honestly, it's, it's I found it pretty adorable. Um, Anomaly LA and the Facebook uh, AR VR creative team worked on it. Um, and it, it honestly is a pretty cute spot and it ends with that same line. If you can't be there, feel there, which is a great line. Um, I think it, it's a cool way of making you see something. And again, has that positive brand image associated mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it off to you, Zach. What do you think? Um, to your point about the sales not going well, I think this was a no, like, no question about the fact that they shouldn't be going well. Um, and I'll get to the ad in a second because it, it follows up this point. But think about the fact that Facebook has been in the news for um, you know, data privacy scandals, uh, potentially listening through devices to what's going on in your home, what you're saying, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. Uh, the fact that they thought it would be a good idea to, it has a, it has a thing you can swipe over the camera. It's private. (laughs) It's privacy native. (laughs) It's privacy. Exactly. The fact that they thought it would be a good idea to say, Hey, you're really scared about how much data we're collecting from you right now. Why don't you outfit your home with a bunch of cameras and microphones from us, Facebook, uh, so you can talk to people, you know? And, oh, and at a benefit, they they follow you. <laughs> they watch you everywhere. Not just when you're sitting in front of them, but, you know, if you've got it on, it'll it'll follow you. Uh, so just like that is is the basis that they launched this, uh, the portal on, you know? So I think that definitely doesn't surprise me that sales might not be that hot. Uh, fast forward to this ad, I think the Muppets tie-in makes it awesome because I love the ad. Um, it it brings joy just because you're relying on those characters and on that world from their show uh, to really bring this to life uh, while also taking the focus away from yeah. humans, you know, which is what I was kind of just talking about. Is it takes the focus off of like, oh, this this device is watching real people or or could be watching real people, whatever you want to consider it as. Uh, When you add the the Muppets, when you add these fake characters into the world, you you build the spot around that. It completely uh, changes your perception and changes uh, how you might think about any of those privacy details. Um, And that's what I think makes this so great is one that is very amusing. and, and it's a great tie-in for the characters, especially since we haven't heard from them in a while, um, you know, in the real world. And then two, that it does a really good job of, of mitigating some of that privacy blowback. So nice. I thought it was great. Yeah. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, I think, um, again, it's, you know, positive brand association with, you know, characters that everyone knows and loves. And I mean, that's kind of the thing, too, is, you know, watching this one, I, I mean, I thought this ad for comparison was funnier than the stevia one but it's just because like the muppets are funny yeah (laughs) i mean like (laughs) i love i love the muppets (laughs) and so of course they're gonna love this ad and i mean because that's the thing it's like you know you can you can do this but again it only can grow the brand like so much and it's like how do you you can't like just keep using the muppets i mean i guess you could if you were really lucky to be able to do that but (laughs) um I mean, I think it also, again, it, it takes you away from the human element and it kind of doesn't make you think about the privacy concerns. Um, 
I think it's just because you're laughing and enjoying watching the Muppets video conference with each other, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's some good (laughs) one-liners in there and stuff. You know, you got Beaker, you know, flailing around and whatnot. I did love that. Swedish chef is like trying to show him how to cook and Beaker's just like everything's on fire in his kitchen. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Which was a great way of showing different uses for it, I think, too. Like They had Mm -hmm. Kermit and Miss Piggy reconnecting through their TVs. But then you've got people cooking, which is honestly a better mm-hmm. ad, I thought. Just if you made a Beaker mm-hmm. and Swedish Chef cooking portal ad on its own, that would be a far better <laughs> ad than the Alexa equivalent where it's the the daughter getting ready for the oh, date, yes. getting cooking advice from her dad. Like, I, honestly, like I would like to see these yeah. played off more. Um, I will say, too, they, they have... Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I texted you guys saying, hey, we're going to talk about this, but I'm now getting spammed with portal ads with the muppets so facebook's I'm, just I'm, listening to you dude i, I know it was that's a creepy yeah. thing too <laughs> the fact that i sign out of facebook on my phone when i'm not on facebook and it still recognizes it uh, cookies man they're a hell of a thing um but uh, <laughs> I, I will say yeah. one one other thing too i always love how in all of the portal ads not just these ones there's always a moment where they, because like you said, they're going through all the different use cases and features of it. There's always a point where they have to have, to have the camera move <laughs> or track somebody. <laughs> it's like you're gratuitous at all of them because I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of gimmicky. I mean, I can see why you would want it, but like they just have like animal. He just like walks to one side of the screen. <laughs> just and shuffling back and forth. Like, oh! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. But yeah, yeah. that's a good spot. Well, well done, Anomaly. Um, excited to see what comes out of that shop next. Um, I think that that is really kind of all we have for today. Bite size takes clocking in solid thirty-five minutes right now. If I'm looking at the the, uh, the timer. Um, good shit. We are gonna be back again this Thursday. So you're not done with us yet um i guess you could be but you know (laughs) ayo um let's get into what we're going to talk about next week just as a quick uh look forward and preview for all of you listening um we are going to be diving in for a little bit probably another little half hour conversation kind of about what to look for in an advertising internship or job and, and most importantly the expectation setting that comes along with that um i think you know, Cole and I being in our jobs for a little over a month now and Zach being in for a year, it kind of give us an interesting perspective, especially watching how other people feel and talking with people and, and, and kind of observing our own feelings and all that. So we've got some thoughts, excited to share them with all of you. So tune in on Thursday for that and make sure to uh, follow along with us again on Instagram and Twitter at salad underscore podcast. And uh, tell us what you think. Send us questions. Send us feedback. Do you like this two-episode-a-week breakdown, or do you hate it? Do you wish we were back in that hour-long spiel? Let us know. Until then, uh, I'm going to sign off, and uh, I'll see you guys here again on Thursday. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. See you guys soon.